Can therapy be a ministry? Your work helping people to reconnect and find a connection between your mind and your body and just understanding how to live um, in a more whole way can be your ministry. And we're going to talk to someone who is living proof of that today. Let's go. Welcome to the Monetize Your Ministry podcast. And you get a chance to interact with them, to meet that's full-time ministry. And did I have to, because tattoo that Jesus is like a It brings in itself and then opens. I want to provide content and things that are going to help change lives. And I simultaneously want to, to receive a blessing from that. Now here's your host, Kamon Hans. All right, welcome back to the podcast. You know how we do this. Every episode, I ask you to make sure you share this because sharing is caring. And someone who you, is connected to you has something they're working on. And this episode may be the thing that gives them the impetus, gives them the motivation, gives them the inspiration to take action. So if you're their friend and you care about them, go ahead and hit the share button. If you're watching this on Facebook, if you're watching this on YouTube, share it. And if you're listening to this on a podcasting platform, please make sure you leave us a rating and a review. It helps people to find this podcast. All right. You know, when we talk about monetizing your ministry, one of the things that I want to be clear in this podcast is ministry isn't confined to a church. And our guest today is this living proof that you are called to ministry and that ministry can take place in different spaces. Our guest today is Marquita Myrick. <laughs> Got you right there, Mar Marquita. It's all right. me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, listen, you, you, you try to get some, some water in before we get started. But let me give you a little introduction. Marquita is an award-winning licensed psychotherapist who partners with high achievers to help them reconnect their mind and body. By creating safe spaces for persons to heal, Marquita has assisted hundreds of individuals in improving their mental health with a focus on developing skills to overcome anxiety, depression, and trauma. Marquita, it is so good to have you on today. Yes, come on. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm really excited, especially about this topic. So am I, so am I. And, um, you know, this is, I hope this top, this, this, this conversation helps to help people in two different ways, right? They'll, I, I think there's some people who are, you know, like they have a business idea, they have something and they're halting on it and you're, you're going to be inspiration. But I also think this is going to help some people to destigmatize, you know, mental health and seeking help in that area so i'm excited that you're on today sharing from your experience sharing from your expertise absolutely yeah i i pray that both of those things are accomplished and more yeah absolutely so i like to start with this question some people know marquita myrick and uh some people don't but for those who know you and don't know you what's something that they'd be surprised to learn about you hmm. that sometimes i doubt God when he gives me an idea or a vision for something. Okay. I think people would be surprised to know that. And it's an initial doubt, right? Like as, as a Christian, as a believer, I absolutely trust God. But when he speaks to me about a new idea, instantly, I think, you want me to do that? Mm. <laughs> and so many people who know me personally say, oh, I know you're creative. You run with ideas. You love the Lord. But it's that instant moment of doubt that people don't really know about. And I obviously get through it, right? I push through it and I keep moving and God continues to pour into me to help others. But yeah, there is an instant moment of doubt when God tells me to do something new. You know, I'm, you know, we'll, we'll get into your story, but 
you said, I pushed through it. How? Right? Like somebody's wondering, okay, I got that moment of doubt. I feel you. But I stay in that moment of doubt. So tell us, Marquita, how do you push through it? How do you push through? That's such a good question because it, I can easily say, oh, go pray about it, right? But I think we have to be very specific with our prayers. And so when I have that instant moment of doubt, I come back to God and say, well, this is what you're telling me. Almost like, like in my counseling skills, in that role, we do a lot of reframing. God, this is what I'm hearing from you. And because I'm a little fearful, because I have some doubt, I need you to show me how this helps others. Help me connect it to others because I'm all about pouring into others with my, with my ministry. And so then, of course, God always comes back, gives me the vision of how, how, it, how it helps someone in the world, right? There has to be a larger purpose for me. And so when that comes through, then I say, okay, all right, now the doubt is out the window. Now show me how to do it. Where are the resources? Let, let's get started now. I love that. Sounds like you use it. You use your uh, your skills on the Lord. <laughs> I do. How do you practicing reflective listening here? Right. I really do. All right, y'all. Don't 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 uh don't send us any mail on this. All right. We 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 love the Lord. All right. So Marquita, talk about your your licensed psychotherapist. Just talk about you as a person. Why would you even go into this field? Talk about that journey. Like, is this some, like, at what age do you say, I want to be a psychotherapist? Like, is this, like, talk to us about that journey. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting because that also involved me praying to God, right? So I had been through therapy in undergrad. So I think it was around my sophomore year where I started to develop symptoms of anxiety, depression, and even when I moved moved to Colorado from Louisiana, I had homesickness. But really, all of that anxiety and depression started to flare up my second year. And so I went to therapy. I was resistant to it because, you know, in my in, in the black community, it's like we don't do therapy. But I did it anyways, and I felt God was leading me to that counseling office on campus. And then when I graduated, I didn't know what I wanted to do because for me, I felt like I barely made it out of undergrad. And a lot it, of people don't know major? that <laughs> sociology. Okay. It was sociology. Yeah. And so, you know, I had a friend there who really pushed me and said, no, you're going to do this. You're not going to go back home to Louisiana. You can do this. And she's a Christian as well. So that was helpful. But I didn't know what to do. I, I just thought I'll go back home. I have no clue. God, I barely made it out. I think with like a 2.8 GPA in undergrad. And then I started thinking about being prayerful about what it is that God wanted me to do. And then I started just kind of having flashbacks of my moments in therapy. And I thought, you know what? that was really impactful in my life. I really want to figure out how I can help people in that way. And so that's what led me to start taking some, some non-degree grad courses in the counseling program. And today I'm a therapist. <laughs> wow. You know, I, I, you know, before you answer that, I thought you started with your first degree in socio, um, in, in therapy, you know, in psychology oh. or other related, but mm -hmm. like when you started studying sociology, what was like your intended end game? Like, what did you want to do? when you were studying for that field? Get out of college. <laughs> <laughs> really, real I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to keep it real. I had no clue. Come on. Mm -hmm. I really didn't. I, and I think people need to hear that, that sometimes when you're anxious or you're dealing with depression, you lack vision, not because you don't have vision or not because you're a person who can't develop some or really have God tap into you and show it to you but it clouds your judgment. It just clouds you. And so in those moments, I just thought, I just got to get out of undergrad. That, that's the goal. What, what is a track that I could be on 
that would be the easiest thing for me to get out. And I do love people and sociology in its basic form. It's just the study of people. So I said, okay, I'll do sociology. My friend did sociology and she said, look, we're going to do this together. We're going to get through this. We're going to study together. We're going to pass these exams together. Obviously, I didn't pass that many exams if I got out with a (laughs) 2.8. You passed enough. Yeah, I passed enough. I graduated. I walked, right? So yeah, I really didn't know. I had no clue. You, you, you know, more and more people I'm interviewing and we talk on the podcast, there is that level of ambiguity, right? There's that level of mm-hmm. um, uncertainty. I don't know. I'm doing this, but I don't know what this is leading to. And I think someone needs to hear this, right? Maybe it's a younger person. You happen mm-hmm. upon this podcast and you're in that, you know, college phase and you're figuring it out. Or maybe you're, you're grown like, like, like me, right? And you're trying to figure out. But I pivot. And for a lot of us, we feel like something is wrong if I don't have clarity from day one. And it's more common than you know, and that you would believe to be figuring things out as we move through life. And just kind of take from Marquita's story that it's okay to put one foot in front of the other, even without knowing exactly where this staircase is leading. I like the way you summarize that. <laughs> and I, you know what I liked about what you said? It's not just if you're in your 20s or your 30s. It's, it's at any age. I, I work with a lot of people in my counseling practice who are trying to pivot in their careers. And it seems like it's something they shouldn't do because they're, they're, in, they're in their 50s or 60s. And you absolutely can. So I love that you pointed that out. Yeah. Now, I don't know if anyone's ever asked you this. Did As you were thinking about going into becoming a, 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 a therapist, going in to study this, was, and you talked about your own journey. Did you ever feel like, well, because I've had to go to therapy, that I can't be a therapist? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I do. I do. And it's interesting. I'm in a lot of therapist groups on Facebook, and I see new grads or people who are interested in therapy say, I'm interested, but I struggle with bipolar disorder or depression or anxiety, past trauma, whatever. And a lot of times therapists get into the field because they have struggles. So it was never, it never offered resistance for me. I thought I went through this thing and I came out on top and God blessed me to get through it with the help of therapy and with the prayer for my loved ones. And because of that experience, I am more qualified <laughs> to help people because I've walked it. And throughout my, my 14 years of being a therapist, it has been proven time and time again. I let people know I'm here because I got through it. I, I got healed in these areas. So I know, I'm confident you can do it too, right? If you're committed, you can do it too. And that helps people stay yeah. engaged. And you know, that's so, I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation. Again, you're welcome to, the, uh, this is the Monetize Your Ministry podcast. Our guest today is Marquita Myrick. And Marquita is a licensed psychotherapist. And we always want to remind people, right, ministry. And a lot of times we think, where do where I find my ministry? Where do I find the area that I serve best? And for many of us, right, and I'm, this is almost, my podcast is almost my social experiment to, to survey people. For a lot of the people that I'm talking to, what I'm finding is your ministry is found in an area that you had a challenge that God helped you overcome. And now he sends you back to serve people who had a challenge that you you struggled with. Yeah, yeah. I, I I love that you said that because when when we lack clarity, 
sometimes it's right in front of us and people miss it. You know, <laughs> when I'm working with people in therapy and they're telling me, I don't really know what I want to do. I never take that at face value. I don't say it like that. Right. I don't say I don't believe you. But I just start to say, what are you good at? What are, what are some things people have commented on before? What are some things you've helped people with before? Have you prayed about it? What has God revealed to you about that? And a lot of times Christians who go to therapy will say, no, I haven't prayed about it, right? <laughs> They'll be clear that they're a Christian, but they're like, no, I'm not praying about it because I'm afraid of what God is going to say. I hear that a lot from Christians in therapy. And so, yeah, it's important to just look at those areas. You're already having an impact from the from the small to, smallest to the largest. You're already having an impact. So start there first. Yeah. You know, you've mentioned prayer, you've mentioned God, you've mentioned spirituality a few times. So it's clear that you do not, you know, leave, not, not to say that you're proselytizing, that's not what we're saying, but it sounds like who you are as a person, as a person of faith, you bring that into your, your work with clients, whether you pray with them or not, whether you even mention God or not, who you are comes into that. But I wanted to ask you, and in light of that, when you hear ministry, all right. I, I know the answer to the first part. Do you see yourself in ministry? But how would you describe that ministry that you see yourself in? Yeah, I didn't in the beginning. I would have never saw mental health as a ministry. I would say I started identifying it as such in the last year and a half, maybe two years. Wow. I know. <laughs> it's it's very new. Yeah. So to yeah. <laughs> you're like, let me sit back. So to me, I am leading a mental health ministry and God has put me on this earth to help people access their healing. And I actually believe that God is going to reach people through the work that I do in mental health. Because one, I mentioned when you're anxious, when you're depressed, there's a cloud of judgment, right? It's just in your face and it's very hard to connect with God. And so in the work that I do with people, helping them heal childhood trauma, helping them get through anxiety and depression, they start to get closer to God. Because now you have energy. Now that you, the weight is being lifted, now you feel like you have the energy to go to God, right? And then the other part of it is I have, I have a lot of clients who are Christian. Most of my clients are Christian, but some of them aren't. And the ones who are say, hey, it's important to me to talk about God in therapy. Absolutely, let's do that. And actually, this just happened recently, but a client asked me, you know, what, what religion are you? I've never asked you. And I said, oh, I'm seven day Adventist, you know? And then that person said, I want to talk about that at some point, mm. right? Because I'm walking the walk and I am holding space for people to, to heal and help process their, their childhood wounds or maybe even their adult wounds. And so it's witnessing at its finest, but of course there are ethics around what I do. So I'm not in session saying, let's pull out the Bible. Let me quote this scripture. But I'm a living and breathing, breathing example of what God can do because he healed me so he can heal you too, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And then people get curious, like, how, what makes you up? I know you're a Christian, but I don't know enough about it. Like, tell me a little more. Mm. And of course, I don't make it about me, right? But when they ask, I'm willing to share because I'm, yeah. I'm that therapist, right? I'm going to go there. So, yeah, it, it's absolutely a ministry. And I get, I get a little emotional just talking about it because I know that what God has revealed to me over the last year, but yeah, it's a ministry for me. I love that. Okay, so I can't just go past this, right? You said God, <laughs> like the year and last year, and like Marquita, I've known you for years. So just, 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 just put this out. There. I've known you for years. We live in the same like greater Tampa Bay area, so we we live in close proximity. And I've always seen what you do as a ministry, but it's important that you just said only a year and a half. You see it as a ministry. Um, mm -hmm. 
what awakened you then to like, yeah, I helped bring the healing that you just, you know, the way you said it, which is so much better than I'm trying to say. It. What awakened you mm -hmm. to that? Because I want someone to awaken to that. So kind of talk to yeah. you, talk to that person, like tell them about what awakened you to that realization. Absolutely. For me, it was praying for purpose. And some people watching this are going to be a little shocked at this, right? Because I'm working on a lot of things in the back end. I, I know that I'm meant to be more than a therapist. And I won't say too much about that because God has been very clear. I don't tell too many people, right? But I got to this point where I said, God, you've really blessed my business, right? Since the pandemic, I've gotten so many clients. I've helped so many people. And I just started to think, I like this, but I want more but not from a selfish standpoint. Some people would think it sounds selfish. I want to impact a larger group of people at one time. And therapy is very one-on-one. -on -one. I've just started back working with couples and I've been working with families this whole time, but I may get two people in the room, right? I may get one person and we work together for years, but that's not, that's not the impact I'm trying to have, right? So I started to pray and say, God, I could be fine where I'm at. Like you've been good, so good to us. But I, I feel this yearning for more. So what is it? What is this thing? Like, I'm not quite settled in this, even though things are good. And so I started to pray and God revealed to me more of my purpose. And more of the purpose is you've got to get out there. You've got to start speaking. You've got to reach more people. And God, God pretty much said, you're, you're right. One-on-one, -on -one, it's great, but you're not reaching enough people. And so that's when I started to say, wow, okay, what you're revealing to me sounds like ministry. <laughs> you know? Now it's starting to sound, like this has all the elements of ministry. So then I started using that terminology, you know, with my accountability partner, with my husband, with family and friends. And so, yeah, the last year and a half, I really started to adopt that terminology of ministry. I love it. God's God stretched. And as I heard you say, I want more to do more is what I'm hearing mm -hmm. you say. Like I want to, gotta. I don't just want more for selfish reasons. I think, when, I, when people think about monetizing your ministry, what some people's fear is, is, is it going to corrupt what I'm doing? And, and, it, yeah. and, and this your proof that you can want more, you know, money-wise, influence-wise, for the purpose of making more impact. And that's really what this is all about. How can I make more impact? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think along those lines, I think it's important for people to know sometimes if God has revealed something big to you to, to make that impact, he has to expand your territory. He has to expand your finances. And so monetizing your ministry <laughs> means you can reach more people, right? <laughs> so yeah. I am going to need more money for what God has revealed to me that I am to do. I am going to need more money. That's yeah. simply put. But that having more money to do it doesn't mean it's not ministry. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and hey, listen, we're on planet Earth. And if you're on planet Earth, you're going to need some money. So, <laughs> Marquita, I've known you in business. And this is one thing I'm going to tell you that I admire about you in business. You network, right? <laughs> you network. I'm like, anytime I see you're in yeah. another networking group, and we live in the same city. And I'm like, man, I should just ask her, where are you going this week? And just follow along. Because you up. seem to. You just seem to like know people, meet people, but just kind of talk yeah. to us. I know we're talking about monetize. We're talking about growing your business. Like just talk mm -hmm. to us about networking and the importance of it. Um, and uh, maybe even some of your challenges with it. Because are you an introvert yeah. or extrovert? I'm ambiverted. I'm right in the middle. All right. Okay. <laughs> I used to be an extrovert, though. I used to be. <laughs> okay. But talk to us about like networking and, you know, like how 
why why you network so much and just even some tips on that yeah you know i think networking especially in person and even during the pandemic people were doing it online we had to right people see that as a traditional way of spreading the news about your business but i just see the importance of it i see networking give me give me a return on my investment right <laughs> meeting with other therapists and even going to non-therapist networking groups but i knew it was important because again i have to spread the message and to get the message to more people i can't just rely on a tiktok or a facebook post to reach a lot of people especially on facebook it's not going to live that long right on tiktok it travels a little farther but you may see something a few months down the road someone picks up an old video of yours right but when you're networking and people are shaking your hand and people feel your energy and people get to look you in the eyes and they hear the passion in your voice, they're not gonna forget that, right? Mm -hmm. A video can get lost, but people aren't going to miss that impression of you. And so I knew that that would be a, an important part of marketing for me. And so I started to push myself to get out more. I mentioned I'm ambiverted. So I do have to be careful with how many networking groups I go to, how long I stay but it's important for me to show up and go. And I also want to learn more about what other people are doing too. So I can, I can send a referral their way if I find yeah. someone who has a need that they can, that they can meet. I love that. You're not just going there. Like, let me go pass on my card. So you get business. <laughs> but it seems like you're genuinely interested in the yeah. people that you go to meet. I mean, you, you're not just here to hang out, right. Just for no, but mm -hmm. as you know, I love the fact that you're saying this is a business strategy, right? So mm -hmm. all our business strategy can't just be online. Like you talk about just touching and, and feeling people's energy yeah. and creating connections. That's been a way to build business. And maybe for someone like you, maybe someone is saying, I don't like to do the internet thing. I don't like to do the social media thing. And we're not saying, yeah. we're not downplaying that and not saying that you can't, you don't have to overcome some of that, get someone to help you with it. But if you're better in person, play to that strength. Go join a networking group and, 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 and maybe even do more of that than the thing that you don't like to do. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because I, I just went to a networking networking group <laughs> this past Friday. This one was for all therapists. But one of the therapists said, like, I admire what you're doing online, but I can't do that. I just don't feel comfortable. I'm more introverted. I can't get online. I said, well, what you're doing now is still networking. You're still marketing, right? So maximize these opportunities. Take advantage of it. And if your career field has an online directory, make sure you're present on those, right? Make sure you're updating it because those algorithms on those directories love it when you update it then you're paid your profile gets put up in the algorithm so so yeah i think there's there's a space for all of us introverted ambiverted and extroverts to still market our businesses that's that was a tip you just you just slipped in there if you're in some network <laughs> some right in there. <laughs> directory just change you know updating your profile yeah. brings you back mm -hmm. up there right just kind of bumps mm -hmm. you back up to the front um mm -hmm. well I, I live in tampa so i'm going to ask you this this is you're going to coach me uh, how like give me some tips some marquita myrick tips <laughs> on networking in yeah in, in wherever city you're in but particularly for me right in tampa yeah yeah i would say the first is and and i'm guilty of this right for a while i was only going to therapist networking groups and when i decided to go to a non-therapist networking groups with a a business club here in tampa I met more people, right? It was out of my comfort zone. So that was the challenge. I had to pray on my way there the whole drive. Like, God, <laughs> this is out of my comfort zone. But there was return on that, in, that time investment and that energy investment, because that's where I met my business coach that I work with now. So, so it had a return on investment for me. 
Um, another tip is to like look online on Facebook. You know, Facebook has a lot of groups. Look at networking groups. Look at the titles. Read the intros. See which one speaks to you. And even if it doesn't, just join it and see what they're talking about. Check the energy of the group, right? If people are really positive in there, go for it. Maybe attend one of their groups. If people are just spamming and, and just really, this is what I do, this is what I do, maybe that's not the group for you, right? Depending right. on what you're looking looking for. But also, I consider networking, you know, not just going to a networking group. And I think that's important for people to know too. I'm, I feel like I'm always networking, right? I'm talking to the person at um, the coffee shop that we met at uh, this past Friday for the networking group. And they said, oh, I've seen you here a few times. What do you do, right? Or, or I've seen your card that you posted up there. I saw that you're a therapist. Tell me about that. To me, that's networking, right? Because that person, that barista may, may know someone who comes in and is having a bad day and says, oh, you know what? There's a card on that on our, our chalkboard over there. You might want to talk to Marquita, right? So I think getting outside of the, the, the this idea that networking is only going to an event or it's only online or only in person and just getting out of your comfort zone, really pushing yourself. That's good. That's good. Marquita, are we, you're, you're giving us some good tips here. And I skipped a step. So this is my fault, right? Uh-oh. <laughs> you got a business. You started a business. And yes, you, you're a therapist and you could go work for someone else. And maybe you have. But at, what, at some point you said, I want to wanna work for Marquita. I'm going to set up my business. I'm going to take clients. Uh, talk to us about that step. Was there any trepidation there? Kind of talk to us about just even the initial step of saying, I'm going to, even if I'm doing this on the side, I'm going to work for me, generate income that way. Just talk to us about that that step. Yeah, yeah. That was always the goal for me, always. So even after I got out of grad school, I was working for a private practice. And and after that, I got a full-time job working at an eating disorder hospital in Denver, Colorado. And I still kept some some clients on the side for private practice. So I knew eventually I wanted to have my own practice. I've pretty much always known that I didn't really want to expand and hire other clinicians. But one of the things for me is that working in the mental health field, it's it's really being taken over by a lot of tech companies now. And a lot of people are monetizing mental health and not in a good way, right? Mm-hmm. There's all these quotas, these sales quotas and mm-hmm. client quotas. And so I just really value that connection with clients and helping them get what they need and not having to think about the money so much. Like, yes, there is an exchange. I do get the money, right? But I don't want a company dictating how many clients I need to see. And then I've also over the years seen some unethical things go down. And look, I'm a believer and I'm also an ethical believer. So if we're not going to abide by the ethics of this field, Uh then I got to make my exit strategy. And so, so building my business was always, um, a an idea I had I never knew it would be where it is now like I had no clue what God had in store after the pandemic so wow 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 I love that I love that so it always it was always something that you had as a goal I'm going to at some point work for me right yeah 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 at some point yeah yeah so Marquita you you and I'm some of this is because of you know my knowledge of you You've monetized a few ways, right? You've talked about um, the fact that one-to-one is the main way that therapy is done, right? Unless it's a couple or a family in there. But you've also done group stuff, but outside of the therapy. Like, just talk to us about, Mm -hmm. and I'm asking you this because 
I think people need to understand in the monetization process and the business building process, there is some trying of different things. You just kind of talk to us about some of the things that you've done. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of trying of different things. <laughs> <laughs> Love how you say that. Sometimes I just have to go to sleep with all the things circling through my brain at night. Um, so, yeah, I did coaching for a while. I And I still have a coaching program that I could market, but I decided, I said Q3, I was going to bring it back, but then I decided not to. Or rather, God said, no, we're shifting gears. We're going to pivot to something else. And so I've done coaching. Like you mentioned, I've done the one-on-one, the family work, the couples work, which I love doing, getting back into that now. And then also I decided to, with, with the help of God, uh, create Find My Therapist, which a lot of people have seen me marketing about. And that is a therapist matchmaking service where I match busy professionals with their ideal therapist. And so, you know, there was a process that went into creating that and me praying and saying, okay, God, what am I missing? What do you want to see here in, in this service? And then now I'm working on something else, right? Pivoting to something else. So, so yeah, it's there's been a lot of different things, but over the years, I've learned to to not be so fearful of shifting gears. You know, there's still a little fear there, but I'm like, you know what? There's something, there's something that's going to come out of it. God's going to bless it either way. So yeah, yeah I've done a lot of things. <laughs> and if you're watching this, like put in the comments, the word pivot, right? Cause as you mentioned, Marquita, the, the pandemic made you pivot, um, you know, like try, you know, the different ideas you took action on then pivoted away. Like that's important to understand. First of all, that you don't have to stay locked into something. The thing that you do may lead you to the next thing, and it's okay to pivot. And don't yeah. feel like because I made one pivot that I'm out of pivots, right? Like I already, I already made a change. Like I'm here now. Like no, like this is business. You, you, and especially if it's yeah. your business, you're allowed to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's interesting because um, the person I work with, my business coach, I came to her and I said, I feel like I'm starting over. You know, I feel like I'm giving up on everything I've created with Find My Therapist. And she said, you're not starting over. You're pivoting. Those are two different things. And I needed to hear that. And and I now that I see that, now that I'm seeing it as a pivot, I'm seeing the things that are going to overlap and, and the lessons I had to learn in creating Find My Therapist that are going to help me with the thing I'm pivoting to. And so, but it is a fearful process for a lot of yeah. people. And it, it yeah. can keep you paralyzed if you let it. Yeah. You know, um... It can keep you paralyzed. It can also, and, uh, you know, you can answer this however you want, right, specifically or generally. Uh, it can also, for people who are close to you, who are invested in your business because they're invested in you. It may not be financially, but, like, uh, like Marquita's in business. Oh, you're doing something different again. Like, some of their fear for pivoting may come from, how do I explain this to my family and friends, like, how would you talk to someone about that fear, right? As yeah. as a fellow business owner, and even as someone who is in the mental health space. Yeah, yeah. I would say, try to re- reduce your fear of talking to your family and friends about it. Because I get what you mean as business owners, We're especially, especially as we're marketing online, right? People are sharing our content. 
you know, I still have people, even though I've stopped marketing Find My Therapist as a matchmaking service, it's going, I'm pivoting and it's still going to be Find My Therapist. It's just going to be something else. Um, and so I still have people reaching out and saying, oh, I referred five people to you or, <laughs> oh, I was telling someone about your matchmaking service the other day. And my very first client would find my therapist, even circled back a few weeks ago and said, oh, you found me an individual therapist. Can you find me and my family a family therapist, right? And so there is this fear of telling them I'm doing something different, I'm pivoting. But I think when we come with sincerity and we come with the energy of there's something behind this, there's purpose behind the pivot, again, that word purpose comes up, I think that helps. Because as I've explained to people, and there was someone I'm thinking about recently, I explained to, no, I'm pivoting. And that person was still locked into find my therapist as a matchmaking service. And I said, I want you to understand, I need to create something that's scalable because that is how God is going to get me out to do more speaking engagements, to reach more people. If I'm doing find my therapist as I have it right now, it's not scalable and it keeps me on the phone trying to find a therapist, right? And so when I talked about my purpose and how, hey, this thing that I'm doing, yes, it's great. Yes, I feel like God really blessed in this area. However, I'm being called to do something different. Who's not gonna understand that when you share it with some energy and some passion behind it and you throw God in the mix? <laughs> yeah. Who's not, who's not gonna understand that? <laughs> that's that's the that's the term right there, the purpose and the pivot. Yeah purpose in the pivot and marquita you you said that um and, and and you don't know it but you're ministering to people and you're ministering to me because i've had oh, to pivot, oh. right and there are times you think oh well um i'm moving in a different direction and i'm almost letting people down that this is what they knew me for this is what they knew me doing but i'm making a shift in even my business strategy and my 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 business offerings Right. Because to your point, I need this to be scalable. And yeah. and there's sometimes there's a little bit of guilt. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm letting people down. But mm-hmm. like we have to lean into the purpose of the pivot, the purpose of the pivot. Yeah. So thank you for that. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome. And I noticed when you were starting to pivot with your business too, come on. And just so you know, I thought, oh, wow, mm-hmm. I wonder I wonder what he's doing now. You know, there was a curiosity. There wasn't mm-hmm. a oh my goodness, I can't believe he's he's pivoting or he's moving away from that. I was just thinking, what's he going to do now? I'm very curious because he comes out with such amazing content and amazing things. So it was a curiosity. And so I think somebody needs to hear that too. You know, not everyone's saying, I can't believe you're shifting, you know? <laughs> yeah. We usually think it's a, um, a negative energy, right? Like, yeah. can't believe you're doing this. Almost like, oh my gosh, you're doing something. Like, it's, it's what you, the way you said it, it was like, man, I can pivot some more. <laughs> yeah, I guess I need to pivot more. Changes next week. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So, Marquita, um, and I want to just spend maybe a couple minutes on this because even though you said you're pivoting away from it, what I loved is you saw a need, and you you were seeking to to address that need. Find my therapist. Kind of talk about the need. And just even how you try to do that, because I think you sharing a lot of times we share on the other side of wherever, but sometimes sharing even in this stage, I think it's helpful for someone. So talk about the need you saw and just even how you addressed how you tried to address that need. Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. So I market on Facebook, TikTok and sometimes Instagram. (laughs) I just try to stay active on Instagram stories. Every, more, I think everybody needs more, to. My kids, my kids gonna get me for saying that TikTok. Sorry, go that ahead. TikTok. 
<laughs> so, so marketing as a therapist on TikTok, people will comment in my comment section and say, oh, my therapist is doing that. You know, a big thing is therapists talking about themselves in session. And that happens, right? Like I'm not a blank slate. I'm not going to be a brick wall. So I may say, look, I know it seems like you're never going to get through this anxiety, but you can because I have, right? So I may mention myself, but there are really therapists out there talking about themselves the entire session. They are joining with their clients as if they are friends and it's turned into a friendship. And so I talk about these things online. These are topics that I don't think therapists like me talking about because some therapists are doing it, but I go there. God puts it on my heart. I'm going there. And then people come in the comments and say, oh my goodness, now I understand what's going on in my therapeutic experience. This is why I'm not getting better. This is why I'm dreading coming to session because it's what I just mentioned, or it may be another issue. And so I saw one too many of those comments. And then I have friends who have had experiences in therapy who share with me. And I just said, God, we got to do something about this. Like, what are we going to do? So that's how Find My Therapist was born because I want, I, I figured I've been a therapist for 14 years. I mentioned earlier, I'm ethical. I'm very much tuned in and tapped on to what God is saying and I'm prayerful. And I know how to find a good therapist. I know the signs of a good therapist. So I said, how do I use these skills to match people with a therapist who won't do those things? Uh, <laughs> a therapist kind of like myself. It. I'm pretty much looking for clones of myself with that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, right, right, right. And, and so that's how it was born. That's how the idea was born. I love that. I love that. And so you mentioned you were, it was, it was helping people but you went, you ran up against this. Okay, how am I going to scale this? And, and I think you know, I'm just kind of looking at three phases of business, right? You want to make money. If you if you're starting off in business, make sure you make money, and then you want to make sure you make it scalable, where you can keep effort lower but have output higher, and then you want to make that sustainable so that you know if you step away, the whole thing doesn't collapse. And so it sounds like you're in that shift of, I want to make things scalable. I want to work less and make more. I want to have more time for people I love and the things I want to do. Just kind of talk to us about just even that shift in your focus in business now. Yeah, yeah. It's, I would say it has been a challenge to make this shift, you know, talking about that pivot because one of the things I kept coming to God with was, like, God, I paid, I paid over $2,000 for this document. <laughs> For a lawyer to create this document for me, I, I, I was really going to God like, why would you have me do this, right? Like, why would I go through this process and waste this money and not not use it? And I was listening to a video on YouTube recently, and I listened to a lot of women who talk about God and and just their what God is impressing upon their hearts. And and one of them said, God wastes nothing. And she mm. talked about the part in the Bible where that was said, and that hit me. Come on. I just said, you know what? God, you waste nothing. And I really prayed on it. That was recent, actually. And I just asked God to show me, well, how are you going to use the things that I've already created with Find My Therapist as a matchmaking service to what I'm pivoting to? And it's still going to be somewhat of a matchmaking service, right? It's just going to look different. It's going to be a different yeah. platform. And and God has slowly been revealing that. Like, hey, that document that lawyer created, created that can be edited. And even if you just needed a few minor tweaks, that's not going to cost you $2,000, right? So he's been slowly revealing how I'm going to be able to have some crossover with the two ideas. But it, it has been challenging to go back and say, was, one of my things is like, was I not hearing you right? <laughs> Did you impress that upon me? <laughs> what, what was off about me, right? Yeah. But God wastes nothing. So I keep coming back to that. He wastes nothing. He's going to use it all somehow. 
Yeah, God wastes nothing. You know, as you were sharing that, I'll tell you what comes to mind because you yeah. you you're saying this for someone, right? Yeah. So we all know the shortest distance between any two points is a straight line. And we think if God is leading me, I'm gonna go straight line, right? Like in fact, if there is a way to shortcut this, God is going to get me there. But many <laughs> times, right, the way God leads, if we look at the Bible, he may even tell someone the destination. He may not even tell them the destination, he tells them to go. But that journey is the most unstraight line. It's the most, you know, like a roundabout way of getting there. And sometimes it seems like you're going away from what you should be going to. And it makes us question, is God leading if I'm going backwards? And it's just trusting that God is leading and he's going to get me where he needs to get me without wasting any experiences, without wasting any of the, the you know, just the learning. And I think that's just, as you share that, that's what comes to mind for someone. The encouragement is God is not wasting experiences in your life. He's going to get you where he's going to get you. And it may not be a straight line, but at the end, when you get there, you'll be thankful for the journey. Yeah. Well, I'm someone because that that ministered to me. <laughs> Hearing the part about the straight line versus just all the curves. And I don't think he's going to waste those curves. You know, when I think about it, there are people along the way that I have met along my path, people I've networked with that are giving me little tidbits. And maybe I wouldn't have gotten those tidbits. You know, maybe maybe there wouldn't have been a bridge to help me get to the next level if I wouldn't have had those curves. And so I needed to hear that. So thank you for that. Yeah. So, Marquita, someone's watching this and they want to say, well, how can we work with you now? So I understand therapy is very different, so we can't be in yeah. different states. But you mentioned speaking, right? You mentioned yeah. speaking. Mm -hmm. And I've heard you share uh, on a stage about mental health and its importance especially in, in the community that you and I are part of, the Black community and the, faith, the Black faith community. So if someone wants to work with you, right, um, and maybe by the time this podcast comes out and people watch this and it's years from now, maybe they're even, maybe Find My Therapist's new way is, is, is out there. So tell us all the ways and all the things that we can possibly work with you to get from you. By the way, if you're watching this, this is how you want your therapist to sound. Because Marquitas, you talked. I was like, man, I feel like I could just share and unburden and talk because you talk in such a way that invites invites people to open up. So tell us how we can work with you. Well, thank you for that. I'm humbled. <laughs> really, thank you for that. So there are several ways to work with me. I love that you you have an understanding that if the therapist is in a different state, they might not be able to work with you. Yeah. As a psychotherapist, I am accepting new clients in the state of Colorado, Florida, Georgia, and South Carolina. That's Come on now. One. All right. Hey, now. Four hey, states. Let's we go. Have, we have four licenses now. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll have more in the new year. Um, so... So yeah, that if you're in one of those states and you're looking for a therapist and maybe you've had a bad experience in therapy or it was unproductive, you didn't get what you needed from your therapist. Maybe you've never been to therapy and you've been scared. That's also one of my specialties. Maybe you're a high achiever and you stay in that brain. You're so logical, but when it comes to connecting with your heart and your emotions, that's challenging. I can help you too. And so you can go to marquitameyer.com to connect with me on the therapy side. If you are looking for a speaker for your event, whether that be at a church or at a conference or on a panel or at a retreat, 
I am your therapist. <laughs> you have just found your therapist. I love to speak on the topic of mental health and then also just motivation, really instilling in people that motivation. And I can also infuse the faith talk as you have seen me demonstrate today. And then also, even though I'm pivoting, I can still accept clients through Find My Therapist. So if you go to findmytherapist.us, .us as in United States, you can learn more about my therapist matchmaking service for busy professionals. Maybe you don't have time to find a therapist or maybe you're in a therapeutic relationship that is not working for you. I will go out there and find your therapist for you. And I'm going to pretty much be looking for someone who has a similar style to myself, who's very ethical and also match you by your personality as well. So those are the ways to reach me. I really appreciate the opportunity to share. Come on. All right. And if we want to, you, you mentioned you're on TikTok. I get it right now. Oh, yes. Or yes. social media <laughs> platforms. How can we follow you and learn some tips on what we need to look for in a therapist? Yep. Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> I am on TikTok at Therapy Therapy Insight. Yeah, Therapy Insight. I was like, is it therapist? At Therapy Insight on TikTok. And then on Facebook and Instagram, I'm at Marquita Myrick LPC, as in Licensed Professional Counselor. All right, let me get this. This is TikTok is here. Does that, yep, does that look that's right? Me. That looks right. That's me. All right. And then you said on Facebook. Is it Facebook and Instagram? Mm -hmm. you said? Yep. Facebook and Instagram. Marquita Myrick, LPC. Mm -hmm. All right. There you go. Those of you who are Perfect. watching this, go ahead and check it out. Go to MarquitaMyrick.com. If you're interested in you speaking, Marquita, how would you want them to come? Is it through the website as well? Yeah, you can just go to MarquitaMyrick.com and you can reach me there. You can send me an email or you can actually call too, whichever one is most convenient for you. I do okay. call. I do return calls within 24 hours. So, yeah. All right. All right. And then findmytherapist.us on TikTok, which I need to go and head on over there. I got a few followers. <laughs> probably got two videos. I'll tell you, this is totally off topic. My my uh, college aid students were like, what are you doing over here? You need to get off of here. So I let them get in my head. Yes. But I'm coming back. I'm coming back. So TikTok Therapy Insight and Facebook and Instagram, yes. Marquita Myrick, LPC. My, Marquita, yes. thank you so much for stepping into your calling, for allowing mm -hmm. God to take your experiences and I'll send you back to help people who are going through similar experiences and then for showing us is the purpose in the pivot right like there are there are things that we have done and we're, we're we're making shifts but there's a purpose in all of it so thank you for inspiring us today and for someone who you're watching this you're listening to this you're sitting on something or maybe you're, you're feeling stuck in in the one lane that you've been driving down and maybe God might be encouraging you to pivot I just want to encourage you take the inspiration the knowledge what you've gotten here, bring your ideas to life because you're someone who needs exactly what you have. Let's go. Thank you for listening to the Monetize Your Ministry podcast with Kamon Hines. For more information, visit our website at www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com. That's www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com. Find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Please share this episode with someone who needs it. Let's increase our income and impact.